This is the Action for Wellness podcast, where we discuss small changes that will greatly improve your life, health, relationships, and well-being. Hosted by naturopath Maya Harish and parenting consultant Nava Abraham. This is the Action for Wellness podcast, episode five, and today we're talking about mindfulness. And I'm going to jump in and say that specifically today we're finding it very difficult to be mindful. We are, aren't we? Incredibly difficult. This is probably the seventh time we started recording. I think maybe more. And the reason is that we've seemed to be having, aside from a laughter fit, we also seem to have trouble focusing. And I don't necessarily think it's only today. I think it's something that happens. It's true. There are definitely, you know what, now that you say that, I have actually had like an off week, I would say. Honestly, this week I found it incredibly difficult to focus on anything, really. And it could have to do with a lot of different things. It could be it's been incredibly hot this week. It could be I'm extra tired this week. It could be that I've got like double or triple the number of things I usually have on my plate. I don't know. I don't I can't put my finger on one specific thing. But it really has been incredibly difficult for me to focus this week. And perhaps if I were better trained at mindfulness, I would maybe find it easier. It's, I think, probably true. And I can tell you that when it's as hot as it has been for the past few weeks, I find it really difficult to meditate. And while usually I do meditate every single day, I can definitely say over the past three weeks I've probably meditated twice. Wow. And... I've also felt significantly that I've been finding it really difficult to focus. I've also been a bit under the weather, which doesn't help. But for sure, the fact that I've dropped my meditation practice hasn't helped. And the first time we recorded this episode, we were talking about how the thought of meditation makes you cringe a little bit. Yeah, I'll just say that we had to re-record this episode because I was moving around all the time. And my clothes were ruffling, ruffling, so it was virtually impossible to hear what we were saying. So we had to re-record it, and that's why it took us like 17 goes now just to even get started on this. Because, I don't know, maybe it's a topic that's that's a bit difficult for me to to uh, focus on. Mm-hmm. as a, Because it's true. First of all, the the word meditation kind of makes me cringe. It really does. I'm, I'm fine, I find it very difficult to focus on anything specific. Generally speaking, I have a very rough time sitting quietly without moving even, which is something you specifically have pointed out while we were while we've been recording these podcasts. I have. <laughs> because I think probably when you edit it you hear all the sounds of my moving, but it also bothers you. I know that it bothers your it bothers you to see me move around as much as I do, and I'm really trying very very hard to stay as still as I possibly can. I don't know if you're noticing this. I I am. I can see the pain. <laughs> It is actual physical pain. (laughs) But I'm saying as a person, I'm a very fidgety person. Mm -hmm. I'm a fidgety person um, physically and also, you know, in my mind. My mum calls it grasshopper mind. That's it. I jump from thing to thing. I have the most random associations, which is why I think meditation is so, it feels so far, so far-fetched to me. Also, if you don't mind my commenting on this, you often aren't entirely present. This is true. I know that if we're having a conversation and 
I mean, I'll be distracted. If I see a butterfly outside, I'm going to be distracted. We both know that. Yes. But if I, lo- if I stop looking into your eyes for one second, if I, if I lose that eye contact, eye contact, you're already on your phone watching some video on YouTube. Like, I didn't even... I was blinking. And she's gone. My sister's gone. She's out. <laughs> yeah. And then... And then I'll be sitting there for five minutes, just staring at you, waiting for you to notice <laughs> that I'm, you know, still in the middle of a sentence. I'm awful at that. It's true. And it's interesting that that would, I mean, it's sort of, it's a package deal, isn't it? The fact that you find it very difficult to meditate and also just to be present. And it's not that you're never present. That It sounds like I'm being very harsh. I'm not. She is present, just not necessarily all the time. Yes, I have to confess that as we're doing this right now, I'm finding myself looking at your bookcase and thinking about all the different books that you have there in the CD case. And, the, you know, you've got a CD stand here. Um, That's how old I am. <laughs> CD stand. <laughs> so, it's not eight tracks, is it? Um, <laughs> nothing wrong with being old enough to have eight tracks, by the way. <laughs> There's also that all the vinyls there and there and the two boxes. Oh, I bought you some, most of these vinyls when you, you bought me some of them. Anyway, whatever. The, we're compl- see, this is yes. awful. Anyway, what I'm saying is, it's true, I find it very, very difficult to focus on one thing. What that does mean for me, though, is that I'm incredibly good at multitasking. I can do, like, a lot of different things at the same time. I remember um, reading somewhere, I can't remember where, that it's actually impossible to multitask it's an illusion uh, that we have that we're multitasking but in fact we're not really multitasking we're just focusing on one topic for the first few seconds which is why you should never talk on the phone while you're driving because you're actually not focusing on both things like you think you are you're actually only focusing on one thing at a time it's just like a brain thing that it can't actually i was actually as i was saying that the next thing that i was going to say was that it's arguably not the best product I can come up with in doing too many things at the same time. But I also, at the same time, I can definitely tell you that I can try and focus on that one thing. And it's so difficult. I mean, it's such a fight for me. It's such a struggle to stay focused on that one thing that it's often easier and does actually provide me with better results to stop do something else because I get I, I guess maybe I get bored really quickly mm-hmm. that might be it it's also why you have you always have music on yeah while you're working I can't listen to music with lyrics while I'm working huh. because I'm completely distracted in that I have to sing along and that means that if I act if I want to work I have to put music that has no lyrics I can listen to that that's fine as background noise but as soon as there's somebody singing you're singing I'm singing along or at least I have the lyrics in my head that's so funny because I'll be singing I am I always sing along I can't not I had it's a thing but I'm also focused on what I'm it doesn't take away from my focusing on what I'm doing Mm -hmm. I can tell you that if I'm like editing something then I can't it's true I, I find it very difficult I find music very distracting but that's because I can't actually because, you know, editing something means you have to read it, you have to understand what it says, and you have to try it and find a better way of saying it. So that you really need to be really, really focused on it. Interesting. This is all a very interesting. It's making me think. 
I have a quote here from John Kabat-Zinn from Full Catastrophe Living, and he says, Your thoughts are just thoughts, not you or reality. If you have a thought that you have to get a certain amount of things done today, and you don't recognize it as a thought, but act on it as though it's the truth, then you've created a reality in that moment in which you really believe all those things must get done today. He gives this example of a man called Peter who found himself washing his car at 10 o'clock at night with the floodlights on in the driveway when it suddenly struck him that he didn't have to, to be doing this. It was just the inevitable result of a whole day spent trying to fit everything in that he thought needed doing. You might find yourself feeling driven, tense and anxious without even knowing why. So if the thought of what you have to get done today comes up while you meditate, you'll have to be very attentive to it as a thought or you may end up doing things before you know it without any awareness that you decided to do it simply because a thought came through your mind. If you're able to step back and see things clearly, you'll be able to prioritize and make sensible decisions about what really needs doing. I think that's, I, I, I remember reading it in the book and writing it down because I was thinking to myself, oh gosh, that happens to me so often. I so often, I make up this imaginary to-do list and I'll be really stressed if I haven't been able to do the things on the list. And these could be the most random things that it doesn't actually matter if I get them done or not. I can get really wound up about, oh, but I wanted to go out and get a magazine today and I never got around to do that. And it doesn't matter if I have it or not. It makes no difference. I can relate to that. It's true. I think we all do that to an extent. We all have these things that we know that have to get done today without any sort of thought of, yeah, but why? Could any of this be postponed to another time? Is this something that I really need? Or is this just a thought that popped into my mind? Oh, that'd be nice to read that magazine. And then it becomes part of a, an actual to-do list that's stressing me out. Yeah, you know what? It's even, it could be simpler things that, that feel like they're completely, you know, this has to be done today because we have to, for example, we have to make supper today. So I want to make a specific dish, but for that, to make that dish, I have to go shopping and I have to buy some ingredients because I don't have all the ingredients. So I could be stressing all day about having to make time to stop on the way back from work before I pick up the kids, I have to stop and buy something. And then, you know, my whole work day is stressed because I feel I have to leave a bit early so that I can stop to shop. At the end of the day, I don't have to make that specific recipe today. I could actually make something easier that I have all the ingredients for, and I don't have to stress out my entire day for that. The problem is you often will catch on to that at the end of your super stressful day when you realize there's no way you can actually squeeze things in so you have to give up on it and then you feel like you've let yourself down like you should have done it you could have done it but you didn't and in fact it's just it's exactly what he said it's only a thought but you made it your reality and you just you you realize so did the guy peter who was doing his washing his car at 10 o'clock in the night with floodlights on he realized at 10 o'clock at night in his driveway with the floodlights on. That's when he realized that he didn't actually really need to be doing this. And he probably spent his entire day stressing on how he's going to fit that in. When in fact, it never matters. It never mattered. And he could have just, you know, from the get-go said, oh, whatever, I don't have to do it today. 
And as far as I'm concerned, that the whole point of mindfulness is that it's the two things. It's being able to be present in what I'm doing right now and be able to separate my thoughts from my reality. I think that is probably the most difficult thing. Because I do think, I mean, with mindfulness, I've seen, I saw a video somewhere about uh, how they have started mindfulness classes in a school in America where there's like a lot of crime and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people from, uh, a lot of children from, from, you know, uh, troubled homes. And they found that children who have learned mindfulness are so much better at controlling their anger. There are less fights, there are less violent occurrences because the children know they learn how to, first of all, separate their thought from reality and recognize their emotions and work through them. Because what we do or what I do, what I was taught to do, and I'm not saying this isn't by my mother, I think it's by society, is that, you know, I fell down as a child and what I would hear was, ah, oh, nothing happened. Shh, nothing happened. Shh, you don't need to cry. You don't need to cry. And what I've be, what I'm being told here is, okay, you fell over and you are in actual physical pain, but nothing really happened. So you can ignore it. Stop crying. Crying is a bad thing. Mindfulness is exactly the opposite, isn't it? It's saying, okay, yes, you fell down. You're in pain. Feel that pain. Be there understand this pain and work through it until it stops and then you can move on to the next thing but that's everything that goes against everything I was ever taught and so mindfulness is first of all very it's, it feels very far-fetched for me although I really do like I really I'm completely down with it you know I mean as a concept I'm completely down with it I just find it difficult to find where I can do it I think as a society we're really really busy at distracting ourselves when was the last time you went to the toilet without your phone you know what i mean it's and it's ridiculous because if you stop and think that's fairly disgusting it's like very unhygienic it's very <laughs> it's it's, it's fairly foul but people do that people have speakers in the shower so they can pick up their phone while they shower who wants to have a conversation while they're in the shower don't be ridiculous how could you how would you listen? How would you hear anything? How many people have called you while on the loo? Oh my God, I hate that. I hang up on people when they do that. Yeah, but people. But the fact is I know, they're that quite somebody comfortable. can't think to themselves, yeah, I'll, I'll just have a poo quietly to myself. No, no, I really, I can't stand that. In <sighs> fact, I'm, I'm likely to get pissy with someone who called me from the staircase just because it sounds like echoey, like they're in the toilet. <laughs> How many people call you? I, I know that I used to have a really long drive from university home and I used to call someone on the way back every time. I would have 45 minutes or an hour and I'd spend the whole time on the phone. If you're sitting in a coffee shop, look around you. How many people are waiting for their order just like looking around? No, most people will be on their phones. We're distracting ourselves all the time. We never get to pay attention to what's around us. I see people out walking their dogs. They're never paying attention to their dogs. They're always on the phone. And and it's, as a society, we have sort of become completely oblivious to what's around us. I was just saying to mum yesterday that I don't know if it makes me antisocial or social, but I try really hard. I hardly ever do that. I, if, if I'm sitting down with a friend for, for a meal, I won't take my phone out the bag and put it on the table. 
I'll leave it in the bag. And then when they go to the toilet or get, get up to, I don't know, get something else from the counter, I'll just sit and wait. I won't pull my phone out. Well, that's because you're weird. Obviously. <laughs> no, it's true. I, you know, I feel that I have to, I, for example, because I have four quite young children, I feel that I have to remain sort of available, but I do put my phone on quiet. It's on quiet for most of the day. Um, and I do leave it there just so that I see if something's going on because I need to be there if someone calls from, you know, from the kindergarten or something. But I do try to not play with my phone all the time. I often get distracted. I often do it without noticing. But I do feel that relatively, I find myself a lot sitting with friends at a cafe or whatever and finding myself quite pissy because would you get off your fucking phone because you're here with me right now and, you know, I'm really getting annoyed. Mm-hmm. I have actually found myself like that. It's awful. We have, and you know, you look around and you see people and they're not even with each other. Each person is on their own phone. If, every now and again, there's some response to one another and it's usually, let's take a selfie. And then they all look super happy and ridiculous next to their food. But uh, I see people do that all the time. They'll be like, you know, they'll do their hair up and they'll get their faces all whatever. And then they'll look give this stupid and I'm like you're in the middle of the street you're not in your own home what what is wrong with that you reminds me of so one time I was out at night with the dog it was not really night it was probably nine or something but there was a huge moon outside and I stopped to take a picture of the moon between the houses I thought it was so beautiful and somebody yelled at me from the other side of the street they were like you look fine you don't need to take a selfie and I was like yeah not what I'm doing but thanks but the fact is that that's what it looked he didn't like. It was even, a legitimate. He didn't even look around to see if it's possible that I'm taking a picture of something other than myself. So I know that since I removed Facebook from my phone and when the phone is on silent, it doesn't vibrate. That's brilliant, isn't it? I've done that. I am much more capable of focusing on one thing. And I know that I have become tremendously more productive because I don't pick my phone up every two minutes. I actually see that. You know what else? You used to do your work with the television on in the background. And I always, I used to come in and I used to see you doing this and I had no idea how you could possibly be doing anything with the television on in front of you. And on very, very low, like you could barely hear it, but it was there flickering in front of your face. And I never knew how you could get anything done like that. I know that I would not be able to work like that for one second. I'm so distracted by the television that I tried to leave it off. And that's what I was saying, that I used to have the same grasshopper mind like you did in that I found it really easy. If there was something else going on, then I might, my focus would sort of shift to there but then I'd remember I don't care about that and get back to work. I've stopped doing that. When I started implementing more mindfulness into my life, I'm when I sit down and work, I work until I'm in what is called the zone. Right? It usually, it depends, but I think it takes like 20 minutes before you can really be fully engaged in what you're doing. And then I'll spend an hour and that's it. That's That's my limit for how long I'm able to spend. But now I know that, I'm aware of that, and I sort of plan my day. In like one hour bits. Yeah. That's very clever, actually. So I know all my school friends, what they do, they have these apps on their phones that sort of shut down the entire thing for 25 minutes. 
and force you to focus for 25 minutes and then you have like a five minute break and another 25 minutes and another five minute break and that works so well for them I can't do that because it takes me so long to get into the zone of whatever productivity it takes me a while to get into it and when I'm in the zone then I'm like totally focused so for me 25 minute increments is just not enough but they swear by it I mean that's how we got past the last term almost all of them I think have this app on their phone oh my goodness they can't just put their phone down it's really difficult though you don't you you don't even notice but it for me it's like when I get an email I feel like I have to respond to that email I'm working on somebody else's agenda for my day I understand and I agree with you and that's exactly why I removed I completely removed my work email from my phone because I found myself working all the time, all the time. It's one of those things you like, you get bored or you get distracted. So you look at whatever, and then you find yourself sucked into something else, whether it be emails or Facebook or WhatsApp, or I don't know what, that's what happens. You just get distracted and you need something else to focus on. All right. So I'll just, I just want to recap everything that we said here. We talked about being present and trying to focus on one thing at a time so that you can, you need to basically clear the other thoughts from your mind and don't try and make dependencies in your head that you have to do this in order to do that, in order to do that. And you have to do all these things because you have to do something else. It's not, it's not reality in most cases. It's not reality. Or, and if it is, you just have to be aware of that. And then you know that you know, things have to be done and it can help, it may help you not get distracted by other things that don't have to be done in order to complete something. And I would say if you're intrigued by the concept of mindfulness and not worried about the concept of meditation, I would recommend downloading an app called Smiling Mind. It's an app that teaches you meditation. It's free, although I think they do accept donations and I also think they well deserve these donations. They teach you meditation. They have meditations from a few seconds to 45 minutes, I think is the longest one I've noticed. And they have meditations for all ages. So it can help you teach children meditation as well. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I know I've recommended it to many of my patients who now swear by it as well. So if you want to learn more about meditation and how you can actually learn to meditate by yourselves, then I would definitely recommend downloading the app or checking out their website. I'm sure they have one. You can meditate, but you don't have to. If meditation isn't for you, then don't judge yourself. It's fine. And don't try to force it. There are other ways. Exactly. But I would say try to incorporate moments, times, things that you do in which you're not distracted. Like try brushing your teeth and focus on actually brushing your teeth and not thinking about I mean or accepting other thoughts as thoughts but still focusing on brushing your teeth try to eat while just eating try to sit with your friends without having your phone out try working without allowing pop-ups and notifications yes there's there's definitely something to be said about Even the first step, I would say, is just that, is being aware of what you're doing. If you're aware of what you're doing, then you will also be more aware of when you're distracted. You'll also be more aware of what you can do to stop these distractions. And that's, I would say, definitely step one. 
Mm-hmm. And then you can take it from there. If you find it very, very easy to try and focus specifically on what it is that you're doing right now, then you may find that once you sort of clear, clear the mess in your mind, you might find that meditation might be for you after all. You never know. It's true. I think that mindfulness is something that everybody should incorporate in some ways into their lives. I think it just makes life a little bit better. I think it's when I first started meditating, I remember hearing a question, have you ever gotten into your car and the next thing you know, you're home? Oh my goodness, every day. And where were you? I mean... Yeah, I don't think I've ever had it that bad, but I I have certainly been sort of there are parts of the w- of the way that I just wasn't there. I was clearly not there. And I'm like, oh, how did I get here? I think I was on the phone with you. I have a memory. I was in, oh, maybe I, I have a memory of telling you about this. I was living in New Zealand and I was driving home from work and it's the same route every day. And one time I found myself sitting in this traffic light to turn right for at least 15 minutes before I realized I don't need to turn right here. I'm going somewhere else. My goodness, what kind of a traffic light that you have to sit for 15 minutes? Oh, Are you talking about a traffic jam or was it no, like broken it was, or something? It must have been broken. I don't, I can't, I can't really remember it was a while ago. But I just remember, and I, I just remember that moment. I was just sitting there and thinking, wait, what am I doing here? Why am I sitting here waiting for this green light when I'm not even going that way? And That's that was ridiculous. such a, that was such a shock to me to realize that is it possible that I was, doing this so automatically I actually have no idea what I'm doing and I often find that I will get in the car to drive home and then I'm just home and I don't know where I've been the whole ride home I I, I hadn't noticed anything going on around me at all I want to recommend a video which we'll put in the link Uh, we'll put a link up to in the show notes it is a link to a talk. It's about 20 minutes, so make sure you have time for it. It's Ellen Langer in a talk called Mindfulness Over Matter. Very, very interesting. She has done some incredible research, and it really is a, It really made me think. Okay, so I think that's all for today. Try to be present if you're driving home. Who? What? I hope, <laughs> I hope you're also noticing the road around you and have a really lovely week yes and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't yet done that and we'd really really appreciate if you rated and reviewed it yes and if you have any comments or any ideas that you would like for us to you know talk through and discuss then please let us know we're more than happy to accept these things and we'll definitely use it in our future episodes thank you thanks bye